This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We are uh, both broadcasting from home, and I think we've got Jim Kelly back at full strength here. We good. Hey, there we go. I like that. You're not over the phone anymore. You're just over a microphone plugged into a phone attached to the Internet. That's much better. It sounds so much better, though. <laughs> it does. Uh, sounds like we're in the same room. A number of people have said that to us. They're like, are you guys really isolating from each other? Because it sure doesn't sound like it. Well, when there's a bond this strong, people, you, you can't break it. <laughs> right? You can't isolate friendship. You can't isolate a love like this, guys. <laughs> I love Jim as much as Joe Exotic loves his tigers. We've been That's talking a, a lot. Big love. We've been talking a lot about Tiger King. They need to like. I don't know how you could top this. I was going to say Netflix needs to come out with another documentary about some crazy people, but I don't know how they could find anyone crazier than the big cat lovers down in the southern United States. Uh, Joe Exotic, Doc Antle, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin was trending yesterday. This is a global news story here. Says, uh, Tiger King, police asking for new leads in disappearance of Don Lewis, Carol Baskin's ex-husband. Now, Carol is uh, Joe Exotic, the Tiger King's arch nemesis. She owns a uh, competing tiger sanctuary. She acts all high and mighty, but mysteriously, her uh, husband went missing, and he's presumed dead after five years. She inherited his millions and millions of dollars after uh, stealing the, I guess, it's not stealing if you're the wife, but she definitely broke into his office and took his will before anyone else got to take a look at it. (laughs) A lot of red flags lawyer stuff, so the family didn't get any money. Yeah, the kids of uh, of this guy, Don Lewis, uh, got screwed over big time. And uh, authorities down there tweeted out, since Netflix and COVID-19 quarantine has made Tiger King all the rage, I figured it was a good time to ask for new leads. Hashtag Carol Baskin, hashtag Don Lewis. And they uh, included this uh, this poster. Cold case, Donald Jack Donald Lewis, last seen. August 18th, 1997, 81 years old, white male, 5'10", 170 pounds. Uh, A couple pictures of Don there. Maybe it'll jar someone's memory and they can get some tips. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great for season two? It is wild how everybody who owns tigers or big cats of any sorts has a very strong case against them to go to jail for something else. Like, they're all criminals somehow. Well, you can't say they all are, but all of them on that show, like, the best guy on that show was the the drug dealer, the cocaine dealer who collected <laughs> tigers. He was, like, the nice, he was the guy that I would trust most to have in my house. Oh, you think he was nicer than the sex cult leader? Who made all the women change their names to yoga names? I don't know, Taz. (laughs) Yeah, anyways, Carol Baskin might be sweating a little bit. Or maybe she's completely innocent, and if she is, then it's a terrible thing that she's gone through. She lost her husband, uh, literally, no one can find him, and (laughs) she uh, has been accused for decades of his murder. And now everybody thinks she did it. Uh, If she didn't do it, 
terrible. Uh, someone who, uh, who, someone else who wishes the Tiger King documentary never came along. Shaquille O'Neal. There's oh. some weird celebrity pop-ups in that movie. You have the Undertaker swimming with tigers. Remember? Did you see that picture? I missed that part. Yeah, he, he hung out at uh, at Doc Antle's uh, sanctuary and and would swim with tigers. They showed a couple pictures of him. Oh, I do remember the Shaquille O'Neal part though. It was a quick clip, and all he said was. I bought a tiger the other day. Shout out to Joe Exotic. Yeah, he didn't buy a tiger. He wanted to set the record straight. So here's Shaquille O'Neal talking about his relationship with Joe Exotic on Shaq's podcast. So we go in there, and it's a beautiful place, and the character that was there was Exotic Joe. We take pictures with tigers. We went back a couple times. Then we go back another time. And we found out that he's involved with all this stuff. And then, I, actually, I stopped going. But I had no idea all that stuff was going on. I don't harm tigers. I love tigers. I love white tigers. And do I put donations to these zoos to help these tigers out? I do a lot of time. Do I own tigers personally at my house? No. Again, I was just a visitor. I met this guy. Not my friend. Don't know him. Never had any business dealings with him. And I had no idea any, any of that stuff was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I How just want to reiterate, <laughs> I do not know Exotic Joe. Mm-hmm. How would you know? I mean, we've all been to zoos. We've all enjoyed ourselves. I mean, I'm I not doing to, any background research. I went to a big cat park, um, and, and I thought they were places that where these cats were rescued. Uh, so in, in terms of that, my eyes have been opened watching this documentary. I thought they were you know, cats that maybe were retired circus cats or something, and this place saved them and gave them a place to live. That's kind of the bill of goods that they sold us at the gate. But I, I don't think I'd ever go back to one of these places again after seeing this show. Yeah. I, well, I mean, they're, they're sanctuaries. You know, like you said, they rescue them, but then Carol Baskin's got a sanctuary, and like then there's a bunch of complications around that too. So, is anywhere okay to see live animals? The wild. The wild. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Shaquille O'Neal does not own a tiger. He does. He's not friends with Exotic Joe. He just wanted to set the record straight there. Um, we will uh, we'll probably learn more in season two. Netflix, you got to think they're working to get this thing out. Maybe before we're all allowed to leave the houses, we'll see season two. Who knows? I'm excited about this, Jim, because you know I'm a comic book guy. I've got some time to kill, as do most people, and you've got some big comic book news for us this morning. Yeah, yeah, and you know, if your house, you know, if things go real bad and your house needs heat, you have a new comic to burn, Taz, because this is being called the worst decision Marvel has made in years. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's the sign of the times. They're trying to be more diverse and more inclusive to all sorts of different uh, demographics, but I think they've gone in a terrible direction for this new one. They've come up with these new superheroes for this new comic, or it's an old comic, but there's new superheroes being involved in it called the New Warriors. And every once in a while, they refresh yeah. the cast and bring in some new characters. I've I've heard of the New Warriors. It's been around for quite a while. Yeah, um, and they're making headlines because uh, first off, the one new uh, character is uh, called Screen Time. 
Sure. That's, super, that's her superhero name? Yes, yeah, screen, screen time. Screen time? Like what, your kids, you try to limit the screen time they have if they're on the iPad too long? Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. I will tell you right now, my kid is getting way more screen time than he should be. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to keep him quiet. Yeah, I'm all well, about the screen time. Yeah, so for parents, I guess it is a superpower, right? But um... <laughs> right. Is that the power of the superhero? They can distract your children when you're trying to get some peace and quiet? <laughs> Weird, weirdly enough, his, the new, okay, so screen time is, he's described as a super teen obsessed with memes. And he, uh, the, he can connect his brain to the internet thanks to experimental internet gas. I, I don't it. know what the hell that means, but that's like if my dad tried to explain how the internet worked. Ah, you know that internet fuel? However it works. So well, that's I, bad I've enough. Been sit, I've been but sitting the, around the next... surfing the, the, the net quite a bit here in isolation, Jim, and I've had some uh, pretty bad internet gas while I've been doing it. So it is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, diet's not the best right now. You're online quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just didn't realize internet gas gave you superpowers. <laughs> well, apparently uh, th th that's not the worst, Taz. The two things that are making the most headlines here the two new heroes are the twin non-binary superheroes snowflake and safe space yes those are their names snowflake and oh, safe good. space if you're not familiar with those terms snowflake is somebody who takes offense to everything and safe space is a place where you go if you don't want to hear something that could potentially trigger you what is their kryptonite taz Opinions they disagree with. This, they're they're okay. First off, their powers, their twins, safe space can make defensive force fields. Yeah, I think we have and some Snowflake. audio here from the creator of the okay. characters talking about that. Snowflake and Safe Space are the twins, and their names are very similar to Screen Time. It's this idea that these are terms that get thrown around on the internet that they don't see as uh, derogatory to take those words and kind of wear them as badges of honor. Safe Space is kind of a big, burly, sort of stereotypical jock. He can create force fields, but he can only trigger them if he's protecting somebody else. Snowflake is non-binary. Trigger them. They, them. Snowflake has the power to generate individual crystallized snowflake-shaped shurikens. The connotations of the word snowflake in our culture right now are something fragile. And uh, this is a character who is uh, turning it into something sharp. Snowflake is the person who has the more offensive power. And Safe Space is the person who has the more defensive power. The idea was that uh, they would mirror each other and complement each other. <laughs> Those are great Worst days. idea ever. It's just so stupid. But, like you know, but they're I taking you the wanna, word you back. They're taking the word back, Jim. That's the thing. They're you know they're not offended by the word. They want to be called safe space and snowflake. I think the issue is uh, this guy is is taking the word back for them. If you're non-binary and the first superhero that it represents you in comics is called Snowflake. How can you not be offended by that? It's stupid. You know, Daredevil, you know, he's blind. You don't call him, him 
you know, four eyes or something. I don't know, something negative towards blind people. I don't even know what a negative word would be. You call him Daredevil because it's cool it's and an awesome it empowers man. you. You don't, yeah, you don't call him Snowflake and Safe Space. It's the, <laughs> it works the opposite way. Come on, man. Are you in isolation? Are you having an argument or a disagreement with someone who is making your, your social distancing very <laughs> uncomfortable? Well, that's why the Taz and Jim Conflict Resolution Hotline is open. one eight three three taz and jim is the number. That's one eight three three. Uh, 829-6546, or you can call us 519-643-9696. We are accepting text messages as well, and we've got a couple to get us started here. Jim, what is the first conflict that needs to be resolved? We are completely impartial. We'll listen to what's going on, and we will make a judgment on it. Hi, Taz. Hi, Jim. My sister works at the LCBO and also lives at home with my elderly parents. They are isolated, but my sister is interacting with people every day, and I'm scared she'll bring the virus home. Should I tell my sister to find her own apartment in the meantime till the coronavirus blows over? Ooh. This is a tough one. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost say yes. I'm sure the parents have been looking for a reason to get this girl to move out for decades now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna? I move wonder if out the sister the can move in with the, with you. Yeah, well, that's it. There, if you offer a solution, if you say, "Hey, why don't you come stay with me?" As long as the parents, you know, the other thing is, are the parents able to take care of themselves? When you say elderly, do they need assistance on a daily basis? If so, maybe the sister who is not going to work at the LCBO can go live with the parents, and the other sister can move into the the house the belonging to the, the the sister who asked the question you know do a little switcheroo <laughs> like a go. freaky friday sort of deal <laughs> so I, I understand the that concern a... I, I would be concerned yeah. if if uh somebody who was around lots of people was interacting with my parents every day what what if you just make sure that your sister promises you to just leave a clothes hamper at the door or something or close to the door Remove all your work clothes, throw them in the hamper, go right to the shower. You know, or if, you're gonna, the, if you have to do it, basement. be as safe as possible. Right? Stay yeah. in the basement. Mom and dad are upstairs. Yeah, I know it's uh, even okay. tougher if you're isolating yourself to a certain part of the home. But uh, stay safe and do what you got to do. Here's, uh, here's one, Jim. Taz and Jim conflict resolution. Morning, guys. Do you think Canada will stop using cash forever because of coronavirus? My roommate Blake and I got in a heated argument about this on the weekend. That's from Jason. Will they stop using cash forever, like, because it spreads germs? So I know a lot of places mm -hmm. right now, Jim, are saying that they aren't accepting cash. They're only doing the, the card transactions because they feel it's safer. They don't want their employees handling uh, cash which could have the virus on it could they take yeah. away cash and never bring it back i mean there's the conspiracy going around that there will be a one global currency that's all digital and i i, don't, I can't really see individual countries doing it right now especially canada but i feel like inevitably the powers that be are going to want it to go there and then they can track sure. the money 
Yeah, all the tips that people in the hospitality, they shouldn't do it right now. Let the people who are uh, working in hospitality get back to work and start collecting those sweet cash tips again and only paying taxes on about 40% of them. Don't pretend you don't do it, waiters and waitresses out there. <laughs> Everyone I've ever known who works in the hospitality industry skirts the system with the cash. And the government <laughs> has been looking for an excuse for a while to uh, to get rid of cash transactions. But I can't see them doing it because of this. I think we'll continue with cash. Do you agree with that, Jim? I do. I, I, I at least hope we do. I don't. I don't trust the idea that the government or that the cash exists digitally and not physically. So I don't know who was on what side, Jason. But there you go. There's that conflict resolved. Next one here. My boyfriend is temporarily off work. He's been off for four days, and he started drinking beer at noon. Sometimes even eleven. It hasn't been a big deal. He's not being mean or drunk or anything. He just watches old hockey games or wrestling on YouTube. Should I tell him to stop? What else is he going to do? <laughs> what, do <you> want, <laughs> what do you want him to do? <laughs> do you have a chore list or you want to just sit there it's and talk? Like... <laughs> I could see, yeah, I could see maybe... Slope. Yeah, maybe you, you uh, talk to him and say, listen, I don't mind you drinking beer and, and watching TV or watching YouTube, but can we set a time limit of a little later in the day just so we can uh, get some other stuff done around the house or we can do some quality things together before you start uh, ignoring me and just going down your beer and yeah. wrestling rabbit hole? I want to be able to trust you to barbecue or use the oven at 6 p.m. And if you're already six <laughs> hours deep into drinking, I don't know if that's going to work. If it's every day, I can understand. This past weekend, I was out in the backyard, and the sun was shining, and I uh, I think I had a beer at 1 or 2 in the afternoon. So I, sure. I'm all about the day drinking. Sometimes, if it's every day at 11 like clockwork, then maybe it's time to have a discussion about pushing things back. Are, Jim, you, you're you're nodding your head there. What if over you're smoking weed every day? What wait? What if you're smoking weed every day at 11 a.m.? Is that cool? Oh boy, are you asking for a friend, Jim? <laughs> I'm asking on behalf of my girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you function? <laughs> you got to do what totally you got to do to stay calm with this craziness going on, man. So yeah. And I may have been doing it from before the quarantine. But yeah, she's, know, just, she's uh... just home now to see it is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I want to share the story of 38-year-old Nick Brown. He was one of the first people in Ohio to get COVID-19. He ended up in the ICU at Cleveland Clinic. And while he was in his hospital bed, there was a window that he could see from his bed. Uh, the hospital staff there would take a dry erase marker and they'd leave him inspiring messages on this window. So when he'd come in and out of his rest, he would see the uh, the messages they'd leave for him. And he was discharged last week from the ICU, and he left the healthcare workers a note on the same window in dry erase marker. It says, this window has been the most impactful window of my life on days 
I, when I watched you work hard to keep me and others alive, unable to thank you for the time that you poured into me, although I probably never will get the chance to pour that same love and support into you. Uh, today, I leave this ICU as a changed person, hopefully for the better, not only because of your medical healing and God's direction and guidance, but with the fact and knowing that there are such wonderful people dedicated to the care and concern of others. God bless each of you. Now, uh, Nick also did an interview with uh, the Cleveland Clinic that they posted on YouTube, and here's a little bit of that assumed I just had the flu. I'm from a rural area. To be the very first patient to pick it up in a, in a county that is rural as we are, I don't, I don't know how it happened. I was on full life support, uh, so I had a ventilator. There was a time during this process where the hospital reached out to my wife and had to have the discussion about end-of-life options. Then at the bottom, you know, they wrote, we will get you home. I don't know that I have ever seen such selfless people my life. Just the ability to get back to the point where I can pick up my two little girls, hug them, and you know, hug my wife. I feel like I've got a second chance at life. Wow, 38 years old, man. I know they say they're they're warning that this is bad for the elderly, but you don't know and you don't want to get it. So stay home, and if you can reach out on social media, online, and thank someone working in healthcare, do that. If you are in healthcare and you're listening to this show, we just want to say thanks. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.